The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to check out Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets, online hoop-ball.com. Today is Monday, the 21st of June. Yes, we are almost in July. It is crazy to think about, and we are officially in the Western Conference Finals now for the NBA. Yep, not like we specifically there, but we are now in that stage, which is insane because tonight is actually our first, ga- first day without a game in, what, two and a half months, three months? It's kind of crazy. Um, but first off, we have to talk about the four teams that are in, which we did not I know. I, for a fact, didn't expect heading into uh, today. But we have the Phoenix Suns playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Phoenix leads one game to zero. We'll get to that in a second. And then we have the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, the ATL Hawks playing <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks craziness there as well let's start with phoenix uh phoenix has had six days off since they dispatched the denver nuggets in a sweep they played los angeles clippers who are missing Kawhi leonard of course and they took care of business devin booker man first career triple double he waited until the lights were brightest to do so and he did it mostly efficiently 51 percent shooting from the field 42 percent from three 40 points 11 assists 13 rebounds for the book that's not a nickname, but I did it. DeAndre Ayton really came and showed Los Angeles that this isn't Rudy Gobert or Boma Marjanovic. Um, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists on 10 of 14 shooting. Jay Crowder shot efficiently. Mikael Bridges also shot efficiently. 14 points for Bridges, 13 points for Crowder, respectively. Cameron Payne had 11 points and 9 assists in the starting point guard role because Chris Paul is, of course, out uh, just due to the COVID uh, protocols. And he played really well, battled foul trouble. He had five of them, um, and many of them just were the stupidest things, but he played well. Cameron Johnson, 12 points on 5 of 8 shooting, and Torrey Craig, 8 points on 3 of 5 shooting, really made the difference for the Suns. For the Clippers, you know, they didn't really look too tired, in my opinion, to the second half where it seemed like their offense just kind of sputtered and then started slowing to a crawl. But Paul George had 34 points. 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Reggie Jackson, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Still playing so well this postseason. 10 and 19 from the field, uh, including 4 threes, knocked down out of 12. Nicholas Batum didn't do a whole lot on the point side, but did get 10 rebounds for the Clippers to lead the way there, along with his 5 points. Marcus Morris, um, battled knee injury, didn't really play too much after the second half, and you could tell he was kind of laboring. Only 3 of 11 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3, 6 points, 3, three rebounds, 3 assists. And Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann, the guy who really saved the Clippers' season, um, well, didn't really save it, but sealed their Western Conference Finals berth, uh, had an okay game. Nine points, three or four from the field, all of them being threes. He knocked those down, including one to really make the game close uh, for the Clippers down the stretch. Four rebounds as well. Off the bench, uh, Rondo actually played decently, which is funny because he's been pretty much a non-entity for the Clippers since the first round against Dallas. 8.7 assists in 22 minutes. Uh you also had um, Luke Kennard, only played seven minutes, about six points. And then one guy who really gave the Clippers a, a jolt in the first half, DeMarcus Cousins. 13 points, 4 of 10 shooting from the field, 11 
um, or not 13 points, 11 points on 4-10 shooting from the field to go along with 4 rebounds as well, including one monster posterization of one, um, oh, now I'm forgetting his name here, um, Dario Saric, excuse me there. It was it was nasty. Dario just was in the wrong place at the wrong time and ate all of that dunk. Um, he even had 3 as well, but, you know, I, I think that spurt that he had is just a reminder that, yes, he can do that in moments, but, like, and I hate to say that, DeMarcus Cousins is a third-string center. I don't believe it. I think he's more like a backup. But the bottom line is, like, those Sacramento-New Orleans days are, are done, like, in the rearview mirror. Like, I don't think that's going to happen again. And I, I feel, of course, horrible to say it because I'm actually a DeMarcus Cousins fan. Like, just as he got to a good team, his body started breaking down. That's not his fault at all. It's actually a tragedy, but that's where they are. And it sucks. Got to talk about the Hawks. I know Brad Harden of Hoopball Hawks, the Hawks podcast, is pumped to see that his Atlanta Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. I need to get him on the show here soon. I'm going to have him on the show here soon, so that'll be a fun conversation to kind of talk through his energy, his passion. Uh, I can't recommend enough the Hoopball Hawks cast. But in the meantime, between time, I will do my best to cover it. I'm not going to bring quite the juice that my boy Brad does. But the Hawks beat the Philadelphia 76ers 103-96 to in Game 7 in Philadelphia to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Trey Young didn't have a great game on Father's Day, but he did have a great moment, ripping the jersey off his back, going up the stairs to toss his dad the souvenir on his first Game 7 road victory. Atlanta had been 0-9, historically, on game roads on the road before this one. Young didn't shoot the ball well, but he made a big three-pointer late and scored 21 points of Atlanta win for the third time in Philadelphia. The number one seed is gone. Uh, it, it, It was crazy. It was crazy. Something else. John Collins had 14 points and 16 rebounds. Uh, wore a shirt of him dunking on and beat from Game Six on after the post-game interview for Game Seven. Uh, Tobias Harris said that they're a young, hungry team, the Hawks, and that they gave them life. But I think they already had it. They were ready. They were ready. Um, and B played well for the 76ers. 31 points, 11 rebounds. He did have eight turnovers, all while playing with that meniscus tear, of course. Um, and then Young, yeah, remember he was a non-factor. Um, it was one of twelve in the first half. One of twelve, but he found a way to help them win. Bogdan Bogdanovich left uh, after leaving game. He didn't. He played after leaving game six with right knee soreness. wasn't super effective, but that definitely happened there. Um, it, it was it was it was an interesting gutty game for the Atlanta Hawks. It just was uh, just going down. Kevin Herter. He would be the MVP of this game for me. 27.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 10-18 from the field. A bunch of tough mid-rangers knocked down. 5-7 from the free throw line. Uh, that was second on the team in terms of getting there and makes uh, to Trey Young, who, again, 21 points on 5-23 shooting, 2-11 of 11 from 3, uh, but he did have 10 assists. Bogdanovich already mentioned, wasn't a factor. 2-8 from the field and 4 points. That knee, you can see, was really bothering him. John Collins, uber-efficient, 5-6 from the field for his 14 points. Clint Capella. 6-8 from the field for his 13 points and 6 rebounds. Danilo Gallinari off the bench. 17 points, 3 threes, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. And that was honestly really it. Ayunka Kangu got 15 minutes, didn't really do a whole lot with that. Uh, Lou Williams got just under 12 minutes and had 2 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. 3 steals. So a little bit of everything there for the vet, sweet Lou. But for Philadelphia... Well, we got Furkan Korkmaz, who gave you five points and two rebounds, basically starting most of the series after Denny Green went down. Tobias Harris shot the ball more, led the 
uh, 76 in shot attempts with 24, only made 8 of those, 2 of 7 from 3, 14 boards, 24 points, uh, second in scoring, 2 of course, Joel Embiid, who had 31 11, like I mentioned, 3 assists on 11 of 21 shooting, knocked down 2 threes as well. Seth Curry had a very strong series, 16 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Tyrese Maxey off the bench didn't do a whole lot. In fact, the bench for Philadelphia didn't do a whole lot. All series, but especially in this game 7. Dwight Howard, 3 points, 1 board, 21 minutes. Matisse Thibel, 8 points, 5 rebounds in 20 minutes. Shake Milton played. And you notice I left one guy out because we have to talk about him. We kind of have to. Ben Simmons. 35 minutes. 8 rebounds. 13 assists to lead the way for the 76ers. 1 or 2 from the free throw line. 5 points. 5 points. 5 points. Now, he was the lightning rod for basically all the criticism yesterday. Doc Rivers mentioned something. I'm going to put that out. Joel Embiid mentioned something. I'll put that out there in a second, too. Uh, fans were upset with him leaving the arena. Twitter was just a lightning rod. And for me, it's like, that's the one thing I don't understand about, uh, I guess, NBA Twitter or whatever. I mean, we're all jumping on him like he's not a, like a point guard. But I, honestly, he's played the same. And we still talked ourselves, not myself, but the general public at large, and believing that he is a point guard. The dude is like, oh, oh, oh just a four with playmaking potential. You don't run your offense through him, obviously. That's just how I thought it was. And we're like, oh, you know, his court vision, transition. Like, all the skills that people pumped him up about, he still has. He just hasn't added any more new ones. And now people are finally getting around to the fact that he's not a point guard. Or at least a championship contending point guard if you want to go that route. He took only four shots. He refused to take an open dunk late in the game that could have kept the Sixers in the game. He passed it up for an even tougher shot. Horrible postseason for him. Joel Embiid said, and this was just hilarious. He was asked what the turning point of the game was, and he said, I'll be honest, I thought the turning point was when we, I don't know how to say it, it was when we had an open shot and we made one free throw. That was calling out when Ben Simmons had the dunk, passed it up for a foul attempt, and made one or two free throws. Doc Rivers was asked if Simmons could be a point guard still for a championship roster, and he said he didn't have an answer. I have an answer, Doc. Same answer I had before. No, he cannot be. He cannot be. There's no knock on him. I mean, I guess it is now because he should know this at this point. Hey, you know, let me step up. George Hill could have those minutes. I saw it to the four. Um, yeah, it's not a great fit with Joel Embiid, but then at that point we figure it out. Because me getting a point guard and initiating the offense, controlling everything from the top of the key, when I have no inclination of giving the team what it needs, which, yes, while rebounds and assists are nice, we needed some scoring punch, and I decided not to do that. Like, what? Because I'm afraid of shooting anything outside of 10 feet. Uh, and I also do not like free throws, so, like, what? It was on Twitter, I forgot who said this, but it was a really interesting point that stuck in my head. The 76ers have been building their team around two superstars, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. When really they're building the team, they should be building the team around Joel Embiid and having Ben Simmons. Like, I'm butchering the way it was said, but basically that's what it was. He's just not that guy. Yes, preliminary building team, you know, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, one of my friends, um, Evan, said the same thing, make him more like a mini Draymond in Portland, that seems to be the role of the day, I would agree with that, you know, having him play within a role, you know, make passes out the short role, 
commit to diving to the basket consistently. You know, your free throw is going to be an issue, but you can un- you can kind of play more within that and have your scoring problems mitigated by the fact that you're focusing on the defensive end, making sure that you're, you know, making the right reads and not really focusing on making shots because it's not something you want to do anyways. Like, there's another role for you that you could still be a productive, you know, top 25 player and not be in the position you are. Because right now, I don't think you're top 25. No. This postseason just did wonders in how he is reassessed moving forward. I definitely feel this is the last game with the Philadelphia 76ers. And honestly, it should have been the last game middle of the year when they had a chance to trade for James Harden and they didn't. That's how I look at that. Just how I look at that. So, craziness there. Anyways, moving on to tonight, what games do we have? <laughs> Funny, we don't have any games tonight. We have game uh, two of Phoenix versus the Clippers on Tuesday. Also, we have the draft lottery, so we have that. And um, I'm going to actually be collabing, doing a little uh, a simulcast for Duncan Dynasty and uh, Round Ball Ramble as me and my good friend Garrett Bouguet break down the NBA draft lottery, maybe do some coverage of the game. We'll see kind of how it goes, but that should be fun. Uh, that'll come out on Wednesday. Tomorrow, I'm having a special guest who really knows the NBA draft. You've probably heard about him before. Really just another great follow, y'all. Another great follow. Don't want to bury, don't want to uh, show my hand too much right now, but I'm going to have him on uh, breaking down his big board and talking more NBA draft. So you'll be able to listen to that tomorrow. And aside from that, y'all, that's really going to be it for Round Ball Ramble today. You know, make sure to follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to follow HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBallTweets online. Like I say, Hoop-Ball.com. Enjoy y'all Monday. Make it a great one. Good old start to the week. And always remember, I'm Frosty. Y'all stay frosty. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.